0: Welcome to the Pony Stampede Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Hoffeditz and let's just jump right into it as SMU is in Tampa to take on South Florida Saturday, 11 a.m. Central Time on ESPNU. Uh, this is going to be a little bit of an interesting game. Uh, it's probably the most winnable for the Mustangs probably since the Lamar game. Um, I know SMU was heavily favored in the Navy game, but Navy's such a an interesting opponent. Um, this is really a chance for the SMU offense to continue what it did against Houston. Maybe not quite to that extent, but still a, a big chance for the offense to continue to put up big numbers and a chance for the defense to kind of settle in uh, and bounce back from last week's game. Of course, South Florida is in the middle of a seven-game losing streak. They have not won a conference game. Their best shot came last week against also winless at the time in Conference Temple, Uh, and Temple came away with a big win. That is what led to USF firing its head coach and defensive coordinator coming into this one uh, that presents an interesting challenge. Um, all, uh, three coaches we talked to this week brought it up. Coach Lashley, uh, offensive coordinator, Casey Woods and defensive coordinator, Scott Simons, uh, talking about, you know, that a team like this, it's an interesting situation. Um, first off defensively, they might come out doing something completely different. Um, with a new coordinator might want to do some different things even offensively even though they retained their offensive coordinator uh, could try to do some different things in this one Uh, a lot of times there's kind of a renewed energy around a program as they kind of rally around each other and the coaches that are still there Um, that can be a little bit of an interesting dynamic Uh, you also then have an SMU team. It's coming off a massive win. Um, It's got a really big game in Tulane midweek coming up after it. Uh, So I think it's going to come down to a lot of focus for this team. Um, I do think one good thing is uh, this SMU team hasn't kind of been blowing uh, people out, hasn't been uh, winning games easily. Uh, so I don't think this is a group that is going to, uh, overlook anybody or is going to come into this game, uh, thinking it can do no wrong. Uh, I think it'll still be very focused on South Florida and winning this game, winning another game in November and getting to bowl eligibility. Um, looking at South Florida, it's interesting because they've played people tough, um, you know, you know, they were kicking a field goal with under a minute left to tie Florida uh, in Gainesville at the Swamp. Obviously, the field goal was no good. They lose by three. Uh, they played, I think they only lost to Cincinnati by four. Uh, they were playing Tulane really close, but it was in that Tulane game that uh, Jerry Bohannon, their transfer quarterback from Baylor, goes down out for the season, uh, and since then, Uh, Things haven't been quite as close uh, for them. Uh, I really think that losing him kind of took away a dynamic uh, that they had going on offense. Now, it's still an offense that hasn't been bad um, as they've come in. Um, It's Katravis Marsh who's playing quarterback for them now. Um, He threw for 275 yards and a touchdown in their loss to Houston. He threw three touchdowns uh, last week against Temple. Uh, He's very capable. He's just maybe not as dynamic uh, as Bohannon can be. Uh, They've got a good receiver in Jimmy Horn Jr. Um, They've got a running back, uh, Brian Batty. He's the third leading rusher in the conference at 728 yards. Uh, Xavier Weaver is another uh, quality receiver for them he's got a a couple hundred yard games and one of those came against Cincinnati uh, and another one against BYU Uh, so he has done it against some good defenses Um, defensively has probably been their biggest struggle Uh, you know they they and they just they haven't had success Uh, you know A lot was made of SMU in that three-game losing streak of being so close and being right there. But it took kind of that Navy win to turn some things around, then play Cincinnati close, then pick up the wins uh, against Tulsa and Houston, and now going for their third straight. South Florida hasn't had that kind of get-over-the-hump moment, uh, and it'll be key for SMU not to be that moment this weekend. Um Just some housekeeping things. Ben Redding, uh, Coach Lashley on Wednesday said he was definitely out for this week, probably for the season. Uh, Ben Redding on Instagram pretty much made it known that he was done for the year in his post saying, I'm beyond blessed to have been able to live out my dream of playing college football while that part of my story has come to an end. The relationships... And memories I made during those quick five years will last a lifetime. Thank you to everyone who has been a part of this season of my life. You are greatly appreciated. Um, It is going to... uh, He had surgery. It was an ankle injury. um, And that is what's going to keep him out. But what a way to go out. Three touchdown catches. Also, uh, I think I missed it uh, in some post-game stuff. He also had the uh, run on the fake punt that was converted, uh, that was big for them. So for a kid, uh, from down that way by Houston, uh, a a pretty, uh, a difficult way for his career to end. But if it has to end like that, he, uh, he definitely went out on top. Um, Kamar Wheaton was not only back at practice, uh, this week, but he was not in a, Red no contact jersey, uh, so I think that's good. Again, it was more illness that kept him out against Houston than injury, um, so he should be good to go. Um, of course, uh, Tyler Levine just keeps bowling people over. Uh, career high twenty five carries, uh, career high yards. Uh, had the the touchdown to touchdown run to cap it all off. Um, an interesting note. Uh, by a coach off the record after a practice this week was just part of what makes Tyler so good is that after he runs over a defender, that defender is much, much less likely to try and tackle him the next time. Uh, there's a series of runs on that final touchdown drive where he runs over a Houston defender, uh, on a, on a carry, a carry or two later, that same defender makes much less effort to make a tackle, and then on the touchdown run is kind of in position to try and make a tackle and doesn't even give it an attempt, uh, and that's just kind of what that pound, uh, hardcore, tough mentality does, um, and, and just what he's brought to this offense the last couple weeks with getting an increase in carries I think it would be kind of fun to see a little kind of lightning and thunder thing with him and Kamar these last few weeks Um, but I definitely think that he has to keep getting carries Uh, it's shown that he has been able to get the offensive uh, rushing attack going and uh, the success has followed Um, on the defensive side of the ball uh, Lashley said Stefan Wright is a game time decision Uh, and while he did not give an update on Jalen Thomas, who started at right tackle against Houston, but did not finish the game, uh, no update on him, but he was back at practice, uh, and looked to be in full participation as for some keys to the game this week. Um, I think defensively just kind of bouncing back is going to be key. Um, you know, obviously, I don't see them giving up 63 again, uh, certainly not against this offense, but just some things have to be cleaned up. They have to show better tackling. Um, they just have to show some better discipline on some things, um, and I think turnovers again. You know, This team, even if they don't win the turnover battle, they win when they force turnovers. Uh, I think a couple games they've been even on the turnovers uh, by forcing a couple uh, and have still won. So it's not even winning the turnover battle, but it's just forcing turnovers that have been a key for this. Uh, and then another one, I think for Tanner Mordecai, kind of how do you follow what you did against Houston? Um, again, I don't think anybody's expecting nine touchdown passes and a and another run for, for 10 total touchdowns, but he's got to show that that was not a fluke, that that was kind of being rejuvenated, uh, being healthy, uh, kind of that new appreciation that he talked about after missing the Tulsa game. Um, he's got to show that that's, uh, the guy he's going to be these last few weeks, uh, to kind of carry this team to the finish line. Um, and then, uh, third is, is the running game. Uh, again, this team has had success when it's been able to run the ball. Uh, if that's, Still going with Levine for a lion's share of the carries, so be it if Kamar, Velton Gardner, TJ McDaniel are able to do uh, some things here and there great. But just like the turnovers, this team is better when it can not just do the little things running the ball like they had at the start of the season, but really make a difference running the ball like they have the last couple weeks. Um, That that just makes a, a massive difference for this team and in a game uh that can kind of have that trap game feeling that can um, be an overlook game anything like that ball control ball security um, just being able to run the ball is going to be big so those are my three keys to the game and we will have more on this matchup when the podcast returns after this break Welcome back, this is the Pony Stampede Podcast and I am your host Jordan Hoffeditz. We are talking SMU football at South Florida. Again, 11am kickoff Saturday, ESPNU for TV, PonyStampede.com for the live game chat. Um, You know, it's been such a weird season, Uh, such kind of high hopes for this group coming into the year. You know, a lot of people thinking eight wins, maybe even nine wins if some things go SMU's way. Well, nothing went SMU's way, and then all of a sudden it was, well, maybe this team will be lucky to even get to six wins and be bowl eligible. Five and seven might happen. Well, we're sitting with three games left at five and four. Um, You know, bowl eligibility is on the line this week eight wins still isn't out of the realm of possibility with a strong finish. Um, you know, I, I I do think six and six is probably the worst with a possibility for eight and four with, with seven and five being a strong possibility there too, which when you think of it, when you think of a, a whole new coaching staff, all the new players they brought in, um, some of the injuries that have happened uh, to some key spots. You know, I don't. I don't think seven and five would be anything to look down on for this team, and uh, everything that the 2022 season has brought. Um, I think there have been some some good moments. I think Tanner kind of battling through some things. Uh, you know, the Tulsa game with Preston kind of showing a glimpse of what the the future may look like at that spot, and then obviously the devastation of his injury, and then Kevin Jennings stepping up and playing in that game. Um, Like I said, just kind of so many ups and downs, but this is really the best chance for this program to finish in a long time. You know, looking back on it last year, one November win, two years ago, one November win. Uh, The year before that, I think there were two November wins you know this this team has a chance uh to get its second november win uh already on what will be november 12th uh and for a group uh that yes they talked championship but they also talked finishing and with the way the season started everything this group has been through it would have been maybe a little easy to fold to throw in the towel fold it up and uh get ready for whatever next year brings but uh, credit to them for sticking with it and putting themselves in a, in a pretty good position here down in the stretch run. Um, this is the one game this season I will not be at. Um, just getting to Tampa was going to be too hard with the, uh, and then quick turnaround. I will be at Tulane, uh, midweek next week. So I will be live chatting with you guys, uh, from my couch with the boys, uh, watching it on TV uh, with a lot of you, uh, so that means I won't have some of the, the things I'm able to see uh, from being there, um, but we'll still try to provide a little bit of insight here and there where I can. Um, that being said, a lot of stuff on PonyStampede.com, uh, kind of wrapping up the Houston game, and all the, the ridiculousness it was. Um, a lot of stuff going into this week. Uh, once again, checked out a uh, 2023 commit. Uh, Jamari and Carroll of Wichita Falls Hershey uh, was, went to their first round playoff game on Thursday night. And chatted with him after the game. That's online. Um, some stuff that will get put together uh, here in a minute is uh, some kind of Rashi Rice uh, tracker stuff, you know. Obviously, he was the uh, first receiver to reach the thousand yard mark. Um, he still leads the country in receiving and yards per game. He was given his Senior Bowl invite and accepted it. Um, and then there are just some some award watch stuff for him. Um, obviously, their Tanner picked up a a ton of. Awards for his work this last week Um, And those are two guys to watch along with uh, a couple others here and there uh, for some Award watch stuff down the stretch run of the season Uh, But getting back to this week in South Florida I don't expect to see 77 points again just because I don't expect there to be that many possessions again. I don't expect it to be that style of back-and-forth game. Uh, I have SMU with the win 45-17, to um, and that gets the Mustangs to bowl eligibility and gives them a three-game winning streak going into Thursday's game at Tulane. That is all for this one. Uh, Over the weekend, obviously... Uh, men's basketball game against Dayton Friday night uh, that we can recap over the weekend along with Saturday's football game. So be sure to like and subscribe to the Pony Stampede podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure your 24-7 subscription is up to date so you have access to all the VIP content and the message boards. And we'll see you next time.